right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ringside Ramblings. It's a beautiful day. Uh, lots of big news to cover here today. And we're going to try to do an edition of Ringside Ramblings. I am joined by the one and only wrestling connoisseur, Sam Keola. Sam, what's going on? Oh, no. Sam, hello. There he is. Oh, you can hear me now. I can hear you now. Oh, good. I can hear you. Did you hear that I, wonderful introduction? I, I heard part of it. I heard part Should of I it. Should I do it again? I'm not going to do it again. We'll, we'll leave you, it a mystery. I, I thought you were supposed to sing uh, Sexy Boy to introduce me, but... <laughs> I, we, I didn't see that in the show notes. You made, yeah, right. you made that memo. That's my new introduction <laughs> per contract. Uh, Sounds like now, you might need a new secretary. Well, you know, I was thinking about hiring Trucker Kyle as the secretary. Yeah. But, you know, he just goes around just blowing his horn all the time. You know, screw Trucker Kyle. Let's not talk about him. <laughs> because this is a great day, and I don't want the name Kyle to ruin it. It will. A lot, it will. Lots of great news coming out. I a lot of big news. Big news. Uh, really groundbreaking news. Um AEW has what, three what, what? or four, three Hold or up four now. hashtags. Wait. I think we might have a little bit of a, a delay here. Um, yeah, wait, John. Wait. Let us give a moment I can't. for all the WWE fanboys to set their little Noah Ark in the, in the tears that's coming out now that a t-shirt company has a, a TV deal. You know, you're, you're asking a lot. I know it they're take some cry, time. They're going to bitch. They're going to whine regardless. And that's the thing. What, what a boy. Well, first, let's cover the news. OK, for those who haven't heard, uh, if you've been under a rock because it's everywhere, it's Sports Illustrated. It's uh, New York Times. It's, it's all over every national mainstream media outlet. AEW is coming to TNT. It was officially announced this morning. Not only are they coming to TNT, they're coming to prime time. And not only are they coming to prime time, they will be live each and every week. What? On, on TNT. AEW Nitro? Well. TNT? Prime time live? Prime time live. Oh, what a t-shirt company. I know. It's pathetic, isn't it? See, I can't even be I can't even be sarcastic right now. I am so excited. <laughs> I, you know, you. I'm excited too. And uh this is this is great for business. This is what's best for business. All right, I'll I'll let everybody take a moment to cry. Um but I mean really if you look at the long run, this is this is great for business. Um, you have wrestlers who now have a place to go, not just, you know, the, the people who have a name for themselves already, but the up and comers. And um, now you have a spot for the up and comers to get their name on national television. Uh, you know, we had hoped this would have been impact wrestling all these these last 10 years. Yep. Uh, but they their business model just never was able to take off. And one of the reasons is because they were never run by a wrestler. They were always run by an energy company. They were run by a, a different company. Or they were run by a bunch of people just coming in and just throwing their two cents in. And it never took off because it just didn't have the right format. But now we have a company coming in, run by wrestlers, for wrestlers, for fans, and it's the guy backing it is a huge wrestling fan, and they just happen to run other sports. So I mean, this is a huge thing, and it's nowhere near like WCW ever really was. So yep. people who's comparing it just because it's on TNT need to pull their heads out of their asses. And not only that, but they just so happen to be a couple of the richest people. Uh, on earth, you know, I mean, that helps a little bit. That helps a little yeah. bit. And, and I don't know if you've gotten the chance to see the press release, the official press release. I have not. By, uh, um, and we, we already have a little bit of information as to what we can expect from AEW when it launches. Um, 
I don't have that press release readily available, but I remember reading uh, emphasis being put on analytics, mm-hmm. wins and losses, uh, and statistics, uh, a more reality-based approach. And these are things that are explicitly mentioned in the press release. Um, also, giving wrestlers some creative freedom and yeah. input into their characters. Which, which is, is huge. Off the yeah. bat, this because these are like two or three things already that will definitely make AEW stand out. Yeah, and just to touch on that alone, uh, some of the old-time uh, promoters, that's exactly what they did, especially their big names. They gave them a little bit more creative freedom because what it did was gave them investment into the main event. You know, Their ass was on the line now, not because it was Vince McMahon's idea. It was their idea. So they got to show that they're a primetime player and bring that to the table now. Instead of, well, you know what? This isn't part of my character, and I just got to go out and do it because I'm making a million dollars. Right. And that, that's going to be that's going to make all the difference in the world because, you know, the effort that the performers put in is, is going to go into their wallet. And, and they have, you know, with them having some say so here, I mean, their careers are in their hands. Yeah, you know, their careers aren't necessarily in a creative team's hands or in Vince McMahon's hands. Yeah. They have some say so over their future. And that alone is so big of an incentive for these guys and girls that we will see a difference in the quality of the content off the bat. Absolutely. Um, I'd also like to touch on the analytics aspect. This is what Tony Khan does for the Jaguars. You know, this is what they do. They actually have technology that's implanted into the uniforms. So when they're on practice or they're playing a game or whatever, and something, something happens, they can actually go back and upload all that data and take a look, say, Oh, okay, well, you know what, you're throwing too early or you're not getting to the ball fast enough or, you know, this or that or whatever. Now, if you take that and you put it onto wrestling, some of that analytical stuff, you know, as far as stats, as far as um, what is and isn't working in a wrestling match, what's working with the fans, what's not working with the fans. We're talking about all of a sudden you're bringing wrestling to a modern technological age. And this is going to in my opinion, it's going to blow everything out of the park. Nobody's talking about this. Everybody's comparing them to WCW, or they're saying, "Oh, they'll never put WWE out of business." You've got to, you've got to look beyond the box here, because that's what's going to be coming with AEW. In my opinion, it's not just the elite now. We're talking about all the experience and technology and money that the cons are also bringing to the product. And it, this is just like two or three major things coming together. The hottest guys, the most experienced veterans in the business, like JR, Jericho. Um, I, I don't think it's official for Arn Anderson yet, but I believe Anderson's going to end up there. Goldust, even Billy Gunn. You're bringing all these components together, and it's the right components at every spot. It's going to be huge. And, and something else that the press release mentioned was um, they they want to take less of a, an approach with kind of a, a soapy storytelling uh-huh. approach, uh, and they want it to be more you know reality driven, and they want it to, um, I guess you know, just feel more real, like like a sport, uh, which is interesting. And I think we did see a lot of that kind of back. Uh, if you turn on the, the old, you know, some from the 70s, from the 80s, uh, it was it, the wins and the losses and all of that held a lot yeah. more weight than what it seems to now. Um, and, and it was a big deal. You know, we talk about the proverbial right. Scott Hall position uh, and how, you know, you, you kind of need to beat that one guy to, to kind of get into mm-hmm. the main event. You have that mainstay uh, who's kind of floating around. Yeah, you the have like the. Card. The top, but none of that really matters. The now. top upper really mid card guy, and uh, if we were to look for that now in WWE, I don't know if I could pick that out among anybody. Because you have, uh, no. you have your main event guys that they rotate in and out. 
and uh, there's no there's no really second tier guy like you like before you'd had uh, say the Ultimate Warrior or Mr. Perfect or Rick Rude and these guys who are like the the main of the second tier for like your intercontinental U.S. title areas. Now that is reserved for whoever the main event guy is that's not in the main event. You, know, you strap Dean Ambrose, you strap Seth Rollins, you strap Roman Reigns, you strap John Cena. And it's like, well, it's, it's still your main event guys with a secondary title now. And uh, so there's no room for build yep. in WWE, really. That's so true. And I think that could be a big part of the issue that we see in in their Raw and SmackDown episodes is that there's just so little build and, and so little, nothing really yeah. feels like it matters. You know, and off the, out, straight out of the gate with AEW, you know, we're getting this ranking system, this uh, statistics, whatever, um, where, you know what, even if the match lacks psychology, right, which I hope it doesn't, you know, we're sticklers about that here, but worst case scenario is, and this match has zero psychology. At least we exactly. know what the match itself for. is still. I mean, you know, it's still going to mean something. The winner loss aspect of that match. Exactly, and it's not just this yeah. match just to have a match. I mean, it will mean at the very worst. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a spot fest. Well, at least we know why they're doing these things. They're, it it changes it the dynamics a little bit. And we, we talk about this kind of postmodern approach to wrestling. Um, and I know that that's kind of a turnoff for the both of us, you know, looking yeah. at a match like Cody or Jade Lethal, uh, it was, a, yeah. which was just bad. I mean, it, it was technically good. sound, um, but the storytelling sure. in the ring was just off. It was like a bizarro match. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because you, I end, I right. ended up feeling sympathy right. for the heel in that match, um, and that, that that was such a big red flag to me. So, it, 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 at least if we end up in a situation like that where these lines start to get a little bit blurred, well, mm-hmm. we have the ranking system. It's something. It's and, better than what we had. And honestly, with Jr. in a in a, a great role now for the company. And all of them wanting him to be in this spot because they trust him and they trust his insight and everything. Um, I expect we'll get uh, some psychology even out of the spottier matches. So, uh, yeah, because we can expect it. We we can expect yeah. some of these matches. But here's to the have thing: spots, spot, With spot, spot. like Kenny and the Bucks, who do sometimes get a little bit spotty in their matches especially the Bucks here, they're looking at an end goal. You know, these guys are looking that, hey, we're not getting younger. Um, we need to make this work. Come hell or high water, this has to work. Because they're looking at yeah. setting their family up for life. You know, so if it means them going out there and, and uh, listening to JR and taking what he has to say in, I, I believe that will will happen. You know, I don't think they're going to look at this as yeah. a "well, we know better than you" sort of situation. I, I can't see yeah. that. I, and I at, the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, even though they're all vice presidents, it is still Tony Khan's decision. He is pretty much the final say so on everything. Um, he is the Vince man of AEW, and I think he would, you know, he would have. Uh, he seems like he'd be humble enough that he would listen to. A lot of these veterans and whatnot, unlike Vince McMahon. Yeah, man. I, you know, I'm just. I'm. I don't know if you've been on Twitter. I today. have not. I was marking out. I mean, I was at work, not working. I think I tweeted about twenty or thirty times, and I'm awesome. retweeting this, retweeting that. I'm ready for something fresh because, my God, it is so bad. Uh, Do you want to touch on that? I. I you want I to touch on that right now? Because it is. It is. Oh man, it's I mighty bad. I don't. Uh, we, yeah, let's run. Let's just bullet point it. Here, here let's bullet point. Uh, let's just start. Okay. Start off. Oh, uh, wild, wild card. card. You had to go there right off the bat. The wild card, which is uh, <laughs> it's happening because of the Fox deal. Fox wants the bigger stars, but USA, who WWE has been with for forever, 
Um, not just USA as a company, but I mean the parent company. You look at NBC, USA. Um, they were with Sci-Fi for a while. This is a a major company that has done a lot for WWE. So they have to take that into consideration, especially with the shareholders and whatnot. You know, you do not want to piss off NBC USA Corporation. Um, so you, you can't just strip down Monday Night Raw and put everybody on Fox all of a sudden. So what WWE has failed to do is capitalize in making stars, bigger name stars, and uh, that they can go to the negotiating table and say, okay, we're going to, you know, Braun Strowman is going to be on Raw. Who? Because Vince McMahon has been office of Braun, that star hasn't been made now. But Roman Reigns is a name known. John Cena is a name known. Brock Lesnar is a name known. Because that's all they've pushed ever. So this is Vince's fault himself for for fucking over his product. So now he goes to the negotiation table and all he has is Roman Reigns as a boy. Ray Mysterio to a degree and that's why we get this wild card rule and we're getting Mysterio on Raw and Smackdown we're getting Roman Reigns on Raw and Smackdown um, and I imagine they're going to offer Brock Lesnar a huge contract but the question is how big could it be to get Brock to show up on television so it is awful so bad. it is awful <laughs> even if they do that it's um, so bad in the face of all this good AEW news oh, that is really an awful, awful outlook for for them to appease shareholders and networks, and it's going to hurt their their viewership, in my opinion. Because I believe even yep. casual uh, WWE fanboys, all those, do not want to see Brock Lesnar back. Um, besides that, you have everybody wanting to leave. You know the revival, Vince being spiteful there. Uh, Luke Harper, Vince being spiteful there. Uh, the Good Brothers haven't re-signed a contract, as far as I know. Um, you know, it's the writers. Let's talk about the writers. Creative. The writers, Everybody wants yeah. to blame creative. And uh, we, I've been saying it for a while. Creative isn't the problem. They're spitballing. They're writing good shows. And Vince McMahon guts it, you know, two hours before Raw, two hours before SmackDown. Or, or while, while the while show's starting, episodes are being <laughs> yeah. on the air. I mean, he'll change things while um, it's on. Hey, there's a, a recent thing where the writers, much of the writers, called in drunk and uh, got a little sip of coffee there. Call in drunk, and uh, one yeah. of them wants to quit. The rest are paranoid as hell that they're going to be fired. They're working under Dana Warrior now, and they say it's completely awkward. Um, and that they're writing not for the WWE fans. They're not writing for the wrestlers. They're, they're not writing for TV. They're purely writing to entertain Vince. Think about that. You know, and, and that's what they yeah. do. They're, they're like writing a good show. Vince guts it. And then they have to rewrite purely for Vince. They have to write for sophomore humor that we see like the Usi hot. Um, that's so pathetic. <laughs> it's, oh my God. I, I don't know. I mean, you're more. talking about a dream job for so many people who love wrestling. But once you get there, it's like, I mean, it, you know, me and the loose cannon over at Mick Carmona, we had joked about this a lot that if, if the two of us had ever gotten to WWE, that there's no way we could take that bullshit. You know, at least, at least me. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe the cannon would uh, suck it up, but I, I couldn't see myself there. At Titan Towers, uh, kissing ass. Yeah, you know. So (laughs) I would be there for like a week. I'd click my fifty dollar paycheck, and I would probably be fired. Um, But I would be (laughs) like, the Usi Hot is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You just resigned the Usos for all of this money, and these are great promo guys, and you're having them do something so out of character, so blatantly stupid that it. It comes off awful on TV. You're not ruining the revival. And, and you feel bad You're for the revival. You're ruining the Usos. The revival is going to come out of this shining. Because it's going to show, show depth of character and professionalism. It's, it's not going to in any way 
make the revival look bad in the ring because every time they get in the ring, they're going to shine. But the Usos will still be in WWE. The Usos will look stupid. And um, that's what you're paying your money for. Yep. And and the cycle continues. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is this is going to keep happening. Uh, I guess until Vince that, That's what it sounds like. Apparently and... he has no intention of stepping down unless the shareholders really make him. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are speculating that that will end up happening. That apparently it's really awkward backstage. And uh, it's very frustrating for Triple H and Stephanie and Shane and a lot of the, the people in, you know, authority positions. Because Vince, everybody knows Vince is just ruining the product right now. Here, here's the thing, and I, I've been wanting to say this um, for, for a while. This is not necessarily Vince McMahon's company. And I know that sounds strange Ooh. to a lot of people. Vince McMahon sold out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. While he might still have control over what happens on, on TV and creatively and, and things like that, and have input in business decisions... If you understand even the most basic structure of how a corporation like that runs, he's got a lot of people to answer to. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that because I saw a tweet today and it really pissed me off. It says something like it's Vince's company. If he wants to burn it into the ground, just let it. Oh, shut up. You clearly know nothing (laughs) To, to say something that ridiculous. You know nothing. And, and I, I just wanted to throw that in there. I, that, I would be curious. We may have to do some research on this as to who, who is the next highest owner. Yeah, I mean, it uh, it's a good it's, question. I'm not sure off the top of my head. You know, I'm, but I know. Because um, we, we hear quite often about the shareholders and how, you know, I mean, they do have enough power between the shareholders and the network to make things happen. As we saw yeah. with Muhammad Assad. Uh, uh, here's another point. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up today. Here's another point. Oh my God. WWE is getting so much money because of this Fox deal. How much money are they going to be making if their ratings are shit? Yeah. Uh, here's another thing though. Apparently in the contract has been saying that they have to stay on the, the Fox network and that Fox cannot bump them to a, a an alternative uh, channel. So, I mean, that is in their favor, but that also tells me they know that their product is just failing. Yeah. Yep. And then they are aware of the possibilities as to what could happen within the next few years mm-hmm. while WWE is on Fox. So, you know, this, this whole thing, oh, WWE is successful because of this and that and the other. Things in business like that, they don't happen overnight. WWE has been built up to be a huge media conglomerate in a sense, uh-huh. and it's not going to fall overnight either. But I, what we do know is if we look at the numbers, and I saw some kind of graph the other day, and it was kind of interesting to look at. The, the, at the rate WWE's ratings are dropping by like 2030 or 2033, they will have no viewers. Wow. If the trend continues, they will have zero that's, viewers. That's quite, quite, quite a large uh quite fast yeah honestly it's really yeah. fast yeah um yeah. if you consider also the news that uh, the wwe network will no longer be streaming on a lot of these services too that has to dip into their their wallet um yeah. you could argue that you know viewership wise <clears throat> that a lot of people are just going to the network and watching whatever um they'll catch it eventually or they're watching it on DVRs and whatnot a lot of that is is calculated into the ratings uh if they're going to the network to watch like a month i don't know was it two to four weeks after the show's on the air uh they finally upload it to the network which i think is a huge mistake that they need to get that in their contracts uh to make it concurrent at least next day day later that it's actually on the network to watch Raw SmackDown. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if if you can't watch think- the network, you know, I mean, how many people are going to go out and buy a new Apple TV because the network will no longer be available on it? I know I won't. No. Uh, you know, who's going to go out and buy a, a different product 
or whatnot. I'm not one to sit and watch a pay-per-view on my phone. If I'm going to watch a pay-per-view, usually I sit down and I watch it on the TV. So uh, that's that's definitely going to be something that is going to dip into their pockets. On Twitter, I've already seen a lot of people say, well, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Because... You know, they're already like, you know, I, I pay $10 and that, um, you know, a month for the network. I'm not going to go out and buy a brand new this or brand new that to keep up with a product that is shit right now. Yep. Uh, especially, Sound yeah. Because uh, a lot of people um, I know have gone to New Japan instead. Similar price and, you know, so it, it's it's very interesting way uh the format of wrestling going now it seems like wwe is is going backwards they really are i mean and and that ratings grab if it's any indicate now i'm not saying it will happen i mean i think that's very unlikely right but it shows you how quickly their ratings are dropping that's that's the value of a graph like that it's not predicting oh wwe is not going to have viewers right what it's saying is their ratings are dropping so fast that if it continues like this, which it won't, I mean, it's very unlikely. Well, uh, eventually that, Vince will say, okay, we need to change something. Right. Eventually. I mean, he's not going to let that happen to get to zero. Viewers. Right. I mean, that's, that's true. And they wouldn't be on TV if that was the case anyway. Something, something's got to change though. Soon. Yeah. And now with this AEW announcement, and I, I don't know what night they're going to be on. They haven't confirmed it yet, which okay. is kind of interesting to me. Uh, because there were rumors that it would be Tuesday Night Dynamite. Uh-huh. Well, they didn't say Tuesday Night Dynamite, which has me wondering if maybe they've changed their plans a little bit. It, um, it'll be an so interesting, that's kind of something to keep, yeah. interesting dynamic. I mean, uh, at this stage of the game, it could be any night, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I really think, you know, the amount of people who – will DVR the product or on-demand the product versus catching it live today uh, is different than, you know, uh, the back in the Monday Night Wars when you're going head-to-head. Right, and the dynamic's going to be a lot different. Speaking of streaming service, though, yeah. um, it was announced that they will be partnering with the Bleacher Report uh, sports streaming, oh. which I'm not very familiar with. But I went and did a little research because that's what Double or Nothing's going to be on. It's, it's going to be an exclusive deal, so no oh, more really? TV. Um, yeah, really. So it's something different, uh, kind of mm-hmm. unexpected. But the Bleacher Report, I think, is owned uh-huh. by uh, Turner. So I, so, I yeah, that would sound about right. Um, so I went. I, uh, I did some digging because they're they're going to have all the AEW pay per views will be on the service, and it looks like from what I gathered. It's about eight bucks a month, uh, or like sixty dollars a year. Did you say sixty dollars like a pay per view? Um, there is no way I'm paying sixty dollars a pay per view <laughs> for a t-shirt company. And that's another thing, I, man. I've been so fired up. I've been wanting to get on here and just bash people and their stupidity. See, a sixty dollars for a pay per view. You know what? Like, were you born in like two thousand? what the big deal is yeah you know you can get the w shit sucks i i I don't understand what why people are are making these comparisons like that it's the whole thing like oh well how can you say that AEW is going to put wwe out of business there are so many irrational narratives surrounding aew right now i find it hilarious literally insane I do. I find it hilarious because uh, it it just goes to show the ignorance that's out there. But uh, you know, you know, I I don't don't want to insult wrestling fans because there are there are wrestling fans that enjoy the WWE product as well. But uh, I I would just like to say this is the fan base that WWE has crafted because this is the fan base that doesn't understand the dynamics that go into a wrestling match. They go into booking a card and all these other things. And uh, I, I don't claim to be a uh, complete expert at this, but, um, you know, certain aspects go into a wrestling match that uh, 
WWE has forsaken over the years. And, uh, you know, that's crafted the fans we have today who think the product that they see is good. Uh, but, you know, it's just like anything with writing. If uh, you don't follow the format, then you're going to lose something along the way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know. No. I don't no. think it's AEW's mission to put WWE out of business. I'll say that. But I think they want to at least be as big as WWE. I think right. that's the goal. Because you don't, you don't go into business without that kind of goal. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go into, you know, just for an example, I'm not going to start a law firm and, and not shoot to, to be uh, what, right. one of the big ones where you have but you're you know, also not, 20, 30, You're not 40 shooting to, to open a law firm with the, the you, goal you of be putting the out other law firms. You know, you don't go, I'm going to put out the, you know, shusters. They're the right. best ones. Right. I'm going to put them out of business. You don't, you're not doing that. No. You know, so uh, AEW is <laughs> the same way. They want to no. put on a product that fans can turn to and watch and that fans can enjoy. And they want to be the best that they can possibly be. And they want to make the most money they possibly can make. But that doesn't mean that necessarily yep. they're aiming to put WWE out of business. Just like they're not aiming to get every superstar from WWE. Right. Uh, that's not their model. That's not the, the show they want to put on. They want to put on AEW shows. They don't want to put on WWE shows. And, and you can even Absolutely. draw a distinction between them being pro wrestling and WWE being sports entertainment. I mean, it, it, you know, that's a great comparison there. Um, yeah. So, so why would they want to put WWE out of business? I mean, it's like it's like Cody said. Cody, Cody uh, had an interview come out yesterday or today, mm-hmm. and he said WWE was a great job. Said, That'd be like saying a DDT pro he is trying to put New wrestling. Japan out of business. Completely different thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just a completely different thing, you know. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Let's uh, there's so many let me shift gears here. I don't know how much time we have left, but, like but I, said, I want I, to get your opinion. Yeah. On the large cellophane situation. About eight, eight minutes. Let's just go ahead and put you in the hot oh, seat, okay. wow. uh, Mr. Attorney. Put, put me in the hot seat. If you're defending large cellophane, oh. <laughs> or you're against him, off the record. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm not going to. Well, I mean, like, really, like, it is a trial right now. I mean, that, that's kind of weird. That's the strange <laughs> part about it. But, well, here's the thing. Okay, I'll, it is, and, and I'll say this. Okay, um, I might have said not, not necessarily racist or homophobic or anything mm-hmm. like that. I've said a lot of stupid things, especially when I was younger. And I was around, you know, negative influences and, and uh, negative peers uh, because these things kind of yeah. manifest themselves kind of in your teenage years um, where you feel like you have to prove something to everybody. And, you know, that testosterone is fueling. And it's not that I know somebody's going to listen to that and be like, oh, he's blaming <laughs> Lars Sullivan being a racist because he has t- testosterone. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, what, what I'm saying is uh, you do a lot of stupid things as a teenager. You say a lot of stupid things when you're a teenager because you're a teenager and you're not expected to function or think mm. or perform at the level of an adult. That expectation is not placed upon you anymore. Um, so he might have said these things. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. They're horrible things to say. They're ignorant comments. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 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 offensive. They're they're very offensive, and I, I get that. I do understand that these comments are offensive to a lot of people. But that was so long ago. Lars Sullivan <laughs> is now an adult. He's now finished puberty. Uh, he he has he turned in his final homework assignment. 
means no longer carrying around a, a, a backpack with notebooks in it or geometry tables or he's grown and he's passed that. And I think Lars Sullivan has now transitioned into a professional role as a wrestler. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous to find somebody $100,000. Yeah. Uh, that's my thing as well. It's, uh, over a decade ago. You're, you're finding somebody for something they said uh, uh, six to 12 years ago before they were even with your company. And uh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous from that standpoint. Um, I'm not even sure how legally they can do that such a thing. Um, you know, if you wanted to fight it. I'm not sure either. Especially, you know, all I can think of that pops into mm-hmm. mind is that these WWE contracts have something called a morals provision where you have to he conduct yourself yeah. as a professional exactly. at all times and things like that. But he wasn't under contract when he said these things. So I, I doubt I it. Yeah, I he's in line for a push. Could Lars get an attorney? Yes. Right. Will so uh, they'll no. probably keep him off he's TV not for a while before and let it yeah. die down again. This was something that was brought up when he was in NXT as well. And, of course, it just kind of slid under the radar because he wasn't on the main roster. Yep. Um, I, I think it's, you know, two things here for me. I think what he said was horrible. Uh, oh, there's no denying it. He doesn't deny it. He apologized for it. He said it was extremely offensive and that he's, nope. you know, he, he, uh, he feels bad about what he said. But he also said it doesn't reflect who he is today. And, of course, people will say, well, yeah, he's going to say that. Granted. But you can only judge a person on what they do today, not what they did 10 years ago. I mean, this isn't, this isn't, he didn't commit a crime. You know, he didn't rape someone. He was going, but he said rape was a gray area. He didn't commit the act. He didn't rob. He didn't steal. You know, he, uh, he didn't do all these things that we find that politicians do all the time. You know, we fight. I mean, it's true. They scrutinize politicians. Should I say but that? This is I a different up, level. You know, We're talking about an entertainer. Um, um, you know. And half the time, the politicians, you know, they rape somebody and they get off and they get off so light, they just step down and nothing's ever done. They just go about back to their rich life. This isn't a situation like that. Here's this. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I'm going to tell you something a lot of people are not aware of because this never picked up traction. Uh-huh. There was a, a, I can't even call it a news story. It was somebody tweeted about this. Uh, something Johnny Gargano said about mm-hmm. 10 years ago, about the same time. And it yeah. was a homophobic slur. Johnny Gargano. Um, where is his? Exactly. And it's like, I'm wondering if people are starting to not have the ability to, to understand yeah. that these guys are faces and heels. Like they, they want to personally attack the heels. You know, something weird going mm-hmm. on, just like with Jinder Mahal, how he's just so terrible. And, well, no, he's a heel and you don't like it because he's a heel. He's not bad in the ring. He's not bad on the microphone. It really yeah, seems so to be I that think way. People are starting to, to get a little uh, it's, it's, There's some strangeness there in the you know, Twitter Johnny community. Um, well. But yeah, I, I mean, when you when you break it down, you can't really the time frame of society. Ten years ago, I mean, I'm I'm old enough to remember when some of these things were absolutely accept, acceptable to say, and so. Uh, for what he said 10 years ago, uh, it was not something that was super frowned yeah. upon in some, some aspects. Uh, so 10 years is enough time for a person to grow out of that. At like, just like society has grown out of it. Like, hey, you know what? These homophobic things aren't okay. These ethnic things aren't okay to say. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and that's, you know, seems to be where he's at now, hopefully. Uh, if not, it's going to come to light because there's a lot of ethnic people in WWE, and uh, you know we've we've already had a lot of issues come up over the last few years. So, yeah, 
and and I hate saying this, but but I, I want to force people to think a little bit. You know, your right. your uh, Hulk Hogan is not the only legend. Yeah. Who has thrown around these kinds of words? Yeah. I guarantee you, it was Sting, it was Flair, it was all of them. That was the backstage yep. environment. I mean, you have that video floating around. Jimmy Snuka killing people. Talk, uh, snorting. Uh, you know, I mean, if you, I mean, we really want to break it down. Talk, I mean, you know, and Vince McMahon who. Who did the whole yeah. uh, showed you up know? at the crime scene basically and had Snooker play stupid? Uh, you know, so I mean, the, this is, and I don't want to excuse it as the environment, but society yeah. has changed. Yep. You know, you look the last 30 years, the last 10 years, there's been a lot of change and uh, people they can have. change too. Back. There, there has been. And, yeah. But if you, if you think these yeah. guys, you know, 20, 30 years ago was, cared uh, about your sensitivity, it has to be taken within context as well as. Yeah, that's just how it is. But uh, I, um, I don't so think the pound of flesh that people are demanding is yeah. necessarily appropriate. And that's why we're getting the $100,000 fine. Um, and some people even seem to be um, not understanding the fake TV entertainment storyline things. Versus the real behind-the-scenes stuff that happens. Yep. And uh, so, um, there's yeah. I don't even know if we have time to get into something like that this morning, but oh. I've got about five more minutes here before I'm going to get cut off in the parking garage, but. so, so why don't we start wrapping this thing up? I, I think I called it speedy <laughs> yeah. when we started. This is a, yeah, this a is about not the time so speedy I, round. It's about the time um, I get tired of Trucker okay. Kyle and I have okay. to show up. Um, because traffic is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't like the toot toot. How stupid that horn honking was. Yeah, he's I, like I he's I like Popeye the Sailor Man for the then show. I thought to myself, that's got to be the most unoriginal thing I've ever heard. Well, <laughs> but hey, every every show thing. has to have their and clown. It's really you know it's not. <laughs> you know, so clown. Well, yeah, I guess you're. Right. I mean, let's look at he's Howard Stern. Like I mean, he he has all kinds of characters um, on his show. Yeah, <laughs> you know we. Oh my gosh, we need That's to true. uh, we need to get extreme. Yeah, we should get Sean back no, on at one day. Uh, our friend Sean from and West I, Virginia, I, who was uh, good enough to come on the show, and uh, he even let us get a word in every now and then. He was a great guest. I I, I was able to drink and eat and that was actually really uh, catch a whole pay per view while he talked. Um, I think I did. I woke up and I didn't know what was going on. I think you took a nap in between too, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, f- funny story about Sean for those who are listening. I've actually known Sean uh, electronically or online for Which was, uh, over yeah. 10 years. It was but really I didn't interesting. Meet him, uh, yeah, because you guys lived like 10 minutes. I was apart. in college and we had no idea that, that we lived so close. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a. Well, he, he's a, a professor at, at the same university that I attended. Uh, and I had no idea until I, I think I saw something on Facebook. And then I, yeah, I saw him on campus one day. And then I hit the diamond cutter it's on. such an easy guy to hit again. a diamond cutter on, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he is. He's, he's just, he just leaves himself wide open. His only uh, um, and, uh, and defense no, no is that he can blend himself. into a crowd like Waldo. So. It is. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Kyle cannot. Trucker Kyle cannot blend uh, into a crowd. But that, that's still kind of impressive. It is. Even when he, did you know? Even I when mean, he's not driving his truck, he just he'll walk around Walmart. Because he walks going, around blowing his horn. Well, drives drives around. True story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you had to say Walmart. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that, that's good. Hopefully, the next episode. 
uh, listen, I, I know I have let a lot of people down by my absences. Like Atlas. Um, Sam, you've been carrying the show on your, your back's probably broken. You probably need surgery. Um, but I'm, I'm coming back to this thing. And I think. I will get both of you on the same episode. See, That's the plan. I, I want to talk to Kyle. I would like to talk to him. Yeah, we should. We should make that happen. Uh, so I, I, I want to make that happen. Uh, the next episode, <laughs> I have never personally talked to Kyle, but I've got some things I want to tell him. So, so I want to get this arranged. Uh, Kyle, yeah. I know you're listening. I'd also like to bring on uh, another fan. good friend of mine who is a huge wrestling fan. I want your fan. ass on this show. Uh, I'm trying to get him on the show. His, his name is also Sean. Uh, and uh, different Sean, and, and uh, I think he'll be a good guest to have on. Uh, we're also different looking Sean. to bring in uh, a couple promoters, a couple wrestlers, um, and just a variety of people to, to be on the show. Yes, and I still need to follow up with a certain Impact wrestler, uh, Impact Wrestling superstar. Maybe you should clean I, his house. If you clean I his house, maybe he'll get show, show. One way or the other. Um, not going to drop <laughs> any names. I would clean his house. I would not clean Kyle's house. He can get off his ass and do it himself. But the guy I want on this show is too busy training stand in great shape, working on yeah. his amazing promo skills and tearing it up in impact. Uh, so we got to make that happen too. Oh, Absolutely. You know, there's, there's uh, so there much. Else you want to hit on real quick? And got about at all of that at the same time. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to catch up on uh, uh, some New Japan shows. I know. So we can uh, discuss that at some point. I believe Trucker Kyle, he actually enjoys the Puro as well. And he's supposed to be catching up on it, so we'll probably be bringing those shows at some point, and just uh, okay. not individual, but just a collective of of uh, the Great. season, I guess, as it's heading in. Oh. And uh, personally, you know, I know we've been talking a little bit about kind of reinvigorating what we're doing here on the podcast and, and with the Twitter and everything like that. Um, and we've got a few different ideas kind of floating around right now. Um, I'm thinking, you know, possibly of having some sort of a, a real <laughs> legitimate contest. Um, not, not what you tried to do, Sam, because that was, that was bullshit. <laughs> but, but something uh, that has a real incentive, um, Oh. So I'm, I'm toying with a few ideas there. I have a vast uh, collection of wrestling books and autobiographies. Um, that would be good. So keep an eye out. I, I might be uh, trying to put something yeah. with that uh, while we continue to reinvigorate uh, the podcast. So, um, but that's it, man. Big, biggest news of the day, AEW uh, coming to TNT huge news. live uh, in, in prime time, which is huge. Um Huge news, and, and don't try to tell me Vince doesn't yeah, care, or he wouldn't be trying to hold these guys hostages in their contracts. There, there has to be some level of—I don't want to say worry because that can mean a lot of different things. But, but he's got his eye on the situation, and as long as he has some control, he's you know, not going to let. Before we get off here, let's let's touch on rumors real quick. Expense. For AEW, because there is rumor, of course, there's rumor Dean Ambrose is going to AEW. Uh, okay. Some people think that he may show up Impact, which I would almost prefer. Uh, but the other news is that CM Punk is actually in negotiations with Tony Khan. That Tony Khan is is serious about bringing in CM Punk, and if we think wow. about it, it, this would fit what Punk's passion for wrestling was. Uh, whether he's still at that point, whether he would consider it or not, um, it has to be something that if the talk has happened, uh, that Punk would have to really think about, you know, because this is something where it's, you know, I don't know if he wants to get yeah. back to the business at all. Um, we did recently see what appeared to be CM Punk showing up at his friend's last show, uh, you know, in uh, a bodysuit get up, hitting a, a go to sleep. But the question would be, you know, is this something Punk would be interested in? 
uh, helping to build a company, uh, having control over storylines, having control over what happens in a match, you know, putting guys on the table again that um, are up and comers, you know, is this something that he would be interested in? Like Sting was interested in the last two decades after WCW closed. And there's a lot of wrestlers out there who want to give back to the business. Rhino, who recently he's, he's leaving WWE. Um, I don't know if anybody knows about that, but Rhino looking to get back on the road and help train these, this up and coming talent with his knowledge. Um, You know, is this somebody we're going to see show up at AEW or impact again or something like that? So there are wrestlers out there who want to give back to the business to to the wrestlers out there who are going to be journeymen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot yeah. to keep an eye on. Um, and, and a lot of experience out there that's ready to give back. Uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that come to fruition with AEW. Uh, but unfortunately, the time has come where I do have yeah. to go ahead and hop thanks, off. Thanks for joining me, John. Leave you, um, <laughs> until next time, though. And, and hopefully, yeah, yeah it's been great. Yeah. Um, but I'm taking control back of my podcast, uh, which is another reason yeah. I want to talk to make it ha- I'll make it happen on the next episode of Ringside Ramblings. And I'm going to make it happen. All right, yeah, it can happen <laughs> and, and bring it me. Uh, this will be like a, a pay per view for us. All right. <clears throat> oh, it's, it is. It's going to be a showdown. Um, but that's it. I'm Uh-oh. getting off of here. I'm in downtown Columbia. I'm ready to kill somebody um, because they don't know how to drive. But so be it. Um, <laughs> but uh, look at this asshole. Don't, don't drive in podcast, people. I swear to God. I'm getting off of here. This has been Ringside Ramblings. <laughs> Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.